just off the ground with God. I know that many of us can say that we're saved, we're sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But there are times when it seems like we're depleted. It seems times that we're reaching for something that is not tangible. Things that, that we can't really ready to grab. But we know that if we continue to do what we do, God is going to pass by. God's going to come by and bring that help, that angel through, that's going to be a blessing to me, uh, to us. In verse thir uh, 35, I want to break that down. And it, and it came to pass that as he was coming now unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. I want y'all to understand it ain't nothing wrong with begging, especially when you have a purpose for that beg. I'm not talking about begging for things in the natural. This was a spiritual cry out. This was a cry that this brother was tired of being in the same old same situation. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody on this line, but some of us have have come, uh, become tired of still having the same issue faced every morning, every night. We're just tired of going through the same old thing. But you got to understand but by and by, your change will come. You got to believe there's going to be a time where this is going to be the perfect time for you to change from your current situation and get into a new situation. In this place, it says it starts off, and it came to pass. I want y'all to understand this is your season for the change to come. This is the very time now that you need to recognize and realize that you're in a difficult place and only God can fix it. You all may not have seen it yet, but I'm going to use this pandemic as a perfect example. Many of y'all have yet to come to the conclusion that this is the most deadliest place that you've ever been in, but the God that you serve is protecting you and keeping you. This is the, a killer in the making. This here is wiping out the first, the last, the third, and families all as a whole, but yet the devil can't get to you. I want y'all to understand it's a time such as this where you have done self-evaluation and you understood or understand now that Jesus is on his way. Y'all ain't talking to me. This is the time where you start to realize that you got to put things in place so that when God comes, you can make that cry unto him. But the man says here, he did a self-evaluation and the man had identified that he was blind. See, this is not a natural blindness, although the, the scripture is going to break it down, but we're talking about a spiritual blindness because some of y'all ain't seeing the things that God is doing for us. You're seeing everything but what God has done for you thus far. But it's okay because, see, when you get to a place that you're broken, the only thing you can do is beg for mercy. When you have no other hope, you'll begin to cry out like never before, and you'll start looking for God to give you some answers. In verse 36, it, it says, and... They heard the multitude passing by, and he asked, what does this mean? Has anybody been to a place where everybody around you seem like they're connected with God? Everybody seems like they're in a blessed place, but yet you're still lost. Yet seem like you're detached. Yet it seems like you're not connected, but yet you're there begging for a change crying out that God will hear your voice, seeking places and, and covering and coming around other people who have been said to know how to get to God. You just want to be in the midst for that perfect time to come. I wish I could get one amen or a high five in the spirit. This man heard that his change was coming. Y'all ain't catching this. This blind man was sitting at the nighttime on the side of the road. I want y'all to understand 
They didn't have roads like we have here with lights all lit up down the pathway. This man was literally in the dark and he's hearing noise. He's in the dark because he can't see and he's dark in the natural because the Bible depicts that it was at night when they came through. I don't know if they came with lanterns. I don't know if they had a post lit up. I don't even know how they seen their way. But I believe this man was in the right place at the right time. And when he asked the question, he knew exactly what to ask for. Y'all ain't catching this. This man had in his mind that he was tired of being whatever situation is today and in. Maybe some of you all out there decided that today is the day of change. Some of y'all may have decided that today this, this whole uh, pandemic is no more my worry. The, the, my finances ain't my worry. The relationship ain't my worry. The, the job and the people thereof ain't my worry. The only worry I have is to make sure that me and God are connected. So therefore, I got to sound the alarm. I got to begin to cry out and let God know that I need him. I wish somebody understand. This man showed us that when you become inquisitive, you're going to get some answers that you're not looking for. Or you're going to get some answers that you're looking for. You got to understand it didn't matter to him, but he knew he was in the right place at the right time and he began to inquire what is going around uh, going on around him most of y'all sit in the dark always spiritually and the natural and can't figure out what's going on but one thing i do know if you sit in your room and you cut your lights completely off, you can hear anything that is happening in your house. It seems like when you close your eyes, your hearing magnifies. Y'all ain't talking to me. Those that can't see can hear better than anything else because their six senses begin to work on the missing one that is not working correctly. So if five of them are working, one of them is not, they all seem like they get more enhanced. Y'all can talk to me if you want. But this blind man was sitting there with a purpose. And when he asked the people, he said who it was, they said it was Jesus of Nazareth coming by. And he, he had to sit there. And y'all got to understand, in that time of day, whenever Jesus came by, multitudes of people were following him. But get this, y'all. I want y'all to understand. The amazement was they knew if you was in the midst of the multitude, when they got blessed, you got blessed. Y'all got to understand that every time Jesus did a healing, they brought other people to the place to be healed. Boy, I wish I could preach this thing like I wanted. This, this man was not a part of the flock, but he had to connect with the flock because he knew if he could get in the midst. When two or three are gathered in his name, they say God is in the midst, but when we touch and agree, it is established. I believe this blind man knew if I could get in the multitude with rest of them that's getting that blessing, that Aaron Beard anointing would be full of faith. So whatever I'm seeking for God, I believe that I can get it. Key word was he believed somebody sound the alarm. Y'all said, how do we sound the alarm? The man tells us in verse 38. And it says, and he cried saying, y'all see, catch this now. He didn't talk saying, he didn't play saying. The Bible said that he cried. This means this brand was broken. This man had some tears built up. This man was in some pain, spiritual and the natural. His desire to see overwhelmed, overtook him. And this man decided that I can't talk to God. I got to cry. Y'all got to catch this. I got to let him know that this here I'm hurting. I got to let him know that I got 
some pain in me. I've got to let them know that I'm distraught. I've got to let them know that this is the end of the end. I don't want to talk about it because the only thing I can do is cry out. Better yet, all I can do is turn on the alarm. All I can do is sound the alarm because I've got to let them know my SOS has sent up. I got to let them know that I'm not taking this no more. I got to let them know that I'm pressing to the high calling of the Lord. I got to let them know that this here must pass. Y'all ain't talking to me. Say amen. And it says here, it says, and he cried. And the Bible said, cry, comma, saying, comma. Y'all got to understand this was a built-up situation. This has been going on for years. And this man has had enough of being broken, had enough of going in and out of sin. He said, enough is enough. So he said, if I can only call on the name that all knees shall bow and all tongues shall confess, if I can call on the one they call Jesus, the son of David, the son of Nazareth, he said, if I keep his commandments, statutes, and his law, he'll be hearkened to hear me. I believe this man said, yes, I have sinned and come short of the glory, but now that I know that you're here, I want to reach out and touch you with my cry. The lady with the issue of blood, maybe she touched his garment, but I ain't that trustworthy. I'm not in a right place, but I know this. If I cry from my heart, you will hear me cry. So I heard him say, y'all shut up. I got to sound the alarm because I got to let him know that I am in a need of prayer. I am in need of healing. I gotta let them know that I'm sounding to the alarm because I'm broken and I need to be fixed. Somebody say amen. Oh, I felt that there. The Bible said he cried out to him that is able to do exceedingly in abundance. He said, I'm talking to the Alpha and the Omega. I can see him say, I'm talking to the beginning and the end. But while you in man's form, I got to let the world know. They said, I need a call on Jesus. I believe I heard him say, oh, Jesus, son of David. I heard him say the Messiah. I heard him say Alpha and the Omega. I can hear him saying Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Elohim, Jehovah Tiskany. I can hear him start reciting the names of God. And I can hear him saying, yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of dark? I feel no evil. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. I can believe he began to recite words. But can I tell you this? He said clearly, have mercy on me. I, I love this part. The man said, I know who you are, and I know what you're capable of doing, but I got to send up a personal request. Have mercy on your sentence boy. Have mercy on me because I come short of your glory. Have mercy on me because I don't know the ways of righteousness. Let me know now, God. I've been serving you for a short moment, and I did a wrong thing. I turned to the left. I backslid, but today I've come to a place I can say have mercy on me. In other words I know things are impossible with man but all things are possible with God. I know I've been 
and blind for a little while and I couldn't see my way out. But I heard that you were coming by. I heard that the multitude was coming past. And I, I just want to be in the numbers. I just want to be one of the parts when you begin to bless. Bless little old me. Somebody say, somebody say amen. I believe right now I can feel the way that the man was feeling. I've been stuck and broken for a season. I've been in this situation too long and I need to see him that I call on in the nighttime. I need to see him who is weeping and hearing my answers. I need to see the one that covers me when all else turned their back on me. If I got a chance to see the Alpha and the Omega, let the day be the day. So he said, let me cry from the pits of my belly, from the broken of my heart, and let God know whatever I did yesterday, I repent for it. Whatever I didn't do that you told me to do, I repent for it. If you just don't mind, come by and see about little old me. Somebody say amen. Oh, God, help us. But the problem is, you all, in that multitude, in that moment of connection, soundly the alarm, there is always somebody that tries to stop you from getting to God. There's always somebody that's going to tell you it don't take all of that. There's always somebody that says, shh. Go in your private closet and call on Jesus. Everybody don't need to hear you. Nobody needs to see you. But I heard that man said, let me tell you the story. You ain't been what I've been going through. You don't know what hell I've been through. You don't know how many times I cried at night. I heard somebody said, weeping may endure for a night. But joy, that unspeakable joy, comes in the morning. The joy of my salvation, the joy that brings peace, the joy that brings peace and surpasses all understanding. They told me when I cry, a movement I heard when I sing and make a joyful noise into the Lord. I heard I'm supposed to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and in praise. I heard when he come through, I'll make sure that he hear me because I want to know that this one here is ready to go. If he send me, I'll go. I wish I had somebody to talk to. But people will do what they got to do to try to stop you from getting to God. But I'm here to tell you today, don't worry about people. When people rise up, you rise up too. You begin to reach back and say, no, he slayed me yet. Would I trust him? I heard David said, when I couldn't encourage, nobody else couldn't encourage me. He said, I have to encourage myself. I heard Job said, no, he slayed me yet. Will I trust him? I heard David said, if I make my bed in hell, He'll be there with me. I heard that he'll never leave or forsake me. Although I sinned and came short of his glory, the Bible 
Bible said, if I should repent from the sincerity of my heart and with the tongue unto my salvation, the Bible said, I am saved. So if I'm saved and I bridge the connection, that means he is my Lord and I am his friend. That means that he has to take care of me. I wish somebody would say amen. But them people will tell you to be quiet. And sometimes the very people that is telling you to be quiet is you yourself. Y'all ain't catching this? Sometimes you will tell yourself that I don't need to pray like Sister Sheila pray. I don't need to sing like Pastor sing. I don't need to pray and run around like Minister Tracy. But I tell you this, sometimes you got to do it a little bit more because praying just ain't good enough. Shouting don't open the door. Meditate, don't get me. But I do tell you this when you cry from a broken place, everything lines up. And then God say, Wait a minute, stop the press. Oh God, let us go down and see about my baby. My baby's hurting, my baby's crying. I don't know what's happening, but I got to go down and see about my baby. All right, angels, go get my baby and bring him unto me. Boy, I wish I could get somebody to preach it. The Bible says in verse 40, and I'm almost finished. He said, uh, Jesus stood and commanded them, bring him to me. And when he come near, Jesus asked him. Now, now check this out. See, y'all, y'all got to catch this part. See, the problem is when God calls or begin to talk to you, you don't know how to tell him what you really need. <laughs> you tell him, God, bless me with a car. Bless me with a house. Bless me with this and bless me with that. But if you be sincere and say, God, like the blind man said, I don't care about all that materialistic thing, but I, uh, I want to see him that is able. I want to put my eyes on him who has put hands on the sick. I want to see him that tells me that everything going to be all right. I want to see him who the angels bow down to. I want to see him that opened up the heaven and spoke and said, let there be light. I want to see him who created me in an image that I stand for right now. I don't care about the cars and the planes, but what I care about is seeing you. So I don't care about what the multitude is telling me. I want to be in the right place where you can say I'm no longer a slave, but I am your friend. I want to be to a place where I can say you dwell in me and you and I become one. So I got the sound the alarm. Oh, God, help me. I got the sound the alarm of change. I got to sound the alarm of preparation. And I got to sound the alarm that we're connected. I got to say yes. So, so, so. I got to let God know somebody 
somebody ought to come down and save me. I got to say, God, I'm in a broken place. Oh, God, I feel like I come short of your glory. Oh, God, if you don't mind, have mercy on me. I might have sinned last night. I may have came short of your glory. So I'm crying out and I'm sending the alarm. Oh, Jesus, the son of David, Jehovah, do you hear me calling Jehovah Nisi, Elohim, Adel. You can begin to call on the many names of God, but if that don't work, you can stand back and say, Jesus, you told me I can ask anything in your name. You can say, as long as I don't have a doubting heart, and right now because I'm broken, I am at a place where I can call on the name, the name of the true and living God. I can say, God, forget the people because your baby is broken and I'm tired of being in a sinful place. I'm tired of being disobedient. I'm tired of being defiant. I want to do what you tell me to do. So today I got to make a declaration. Hush, people. I don't care what y'all say because nothing is going to keep me from getting to God. Nothing is going to silence my cry. Nothing but the love of God. So they told me to be quiet. But because I crawled out and I told him, Jesus, come and see about me. When I say, Jesus, your boy's over here needed some love. I said, Jesus, I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of having suicide tendencies. I'm tired of seeing my finances dry up. I need you to be the God that you said you're going to be. So, Jesus, I'm crying out to you. Who help us? But when God calls you, y'all, when he answers you, you got to prepare yourself to talk to him. You can't come with that materialistic stuff because you're on there, you're in place for a purpose. Oh God, this man was there because he was blind. What is your purpose while you're there before? You might be blind spiritually. You may have acts of disobedience. You may not be sure that you're saved. But I tell you what, when you make your mind up, baby, and start to cry to God, he's going to come and meet your need. He said in, in verse 41, what willeth thy that I do unto thee? See, y'all ain't catch that. You know, I'm a, per per a person of words. I'm going to read this back to you again. He says this, King James, saying, comma, what will thy that I should do unto thee? Now, I want to get that straight. He did not say for thee. He said unto. That means that unto means in thee. Y'all catch that. <clears throat> this is not materialistic talk here. God was talking to him directly. Say, what is it that I can do unto you? Unto you. You got that un you, in you. And y'all got to catch this. He was not talking for y'all to say I need a car, plane, a train. No, this was a personal request. And he said, what is it? that you need me to do in you. Oh, I felt that one right there. I'm not asking you to give you money. I'm not asking you to give me clothes. I'm not asking you to bless me with the finer things of this world. 
But what I am asking you is that you cleanse my soul. Don't catch that now. I'm not asking you for all that. But what I'm asking today is that me and you get connected. I don't worry about those things because those things will come. Because if I don't have your spirit, y'all check this out, then I'm not yours. But if I have your spirit and I trust in your spirit, then my connection is in place. And then the Holy Ghost can lead and guide me into the blessings. Y'all got to get this. But if I'm not made whole, I can't serve you, nor should I receive anything. So the man said in verse 44, and he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Wait, 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 wait. You've been sitting there begging for man for the longest, and man can't do anything for you. Now, I don't believe not one time did that man sit there and beg for anybody to lay hands on his eyes to see. I don't believe he was begging that he said, hey, Wrap me with love and make me feel special. I don't believe that he asked him if you can sit with me for a minute and speak life into me that I will change my very contents and serve you with all that I serve. I don't believe that he asked for that. I believe when he was begging, he was asking for money that he could eat with, clothes that he could wear, shelter to be protected. But when he heard that Jesus was coming, he said, I've been begging and I've found a way for that system to work for me. But the one thing I need most, they can't, they can't give me. Oh, 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 Peter and John says, silver and gold I have not. Oh, God, help us. But this gift that I have, oh, he will never leave you and protect you. There will never, never be a time that you're not connected if you get this gift. And then somebody had a nerve to say that one of the pastors, one of the disciples says, now, Father, there's another blind man. Who sinned? Was it the father or the son? And Jesus said, neither. This is for the glorifying of God. I said that to say this to you all. Many of you are going through right now because God is trying to get the glory out of this. But you are so stubborn in your sin. Oh, oh, ha! You were so fixated on being defiant and rebellious that you can't see that God said, I can make this go away like this. If you would just repent from your wrongdoing, sit by the street corner and call out on me and watch me do what I said I'd do. I love it, I love it, I love it. But when y'all approach God, y'all don't approach to him. Y'all don't come to him correct. Y'all don't come with your purpose in mind. You come with what you want instead of what you need. This man didn't talk about want. <clears throat> Catch it now. He was talking about what he needed. See, because he didn't care about all this materialistic things because he couldn't see it anyway. But he knew he needed to keep being warm and he'd keep feeding. So that he was already getting and he had a remedy for it. He begged by the sideline. Begging that people would have mercy on him. Look at him. He found out the one triggering word that most people wanted to hear and they act on it. He said, have mercy on me. See, it's hard for you all to walk away from somebody who says, let me get a dollar. You can walk away from it. But if he say, hey, have mercy on me and give me a dollar. 
that changes the whole contents of the conversation. Because when you hear the word mercy, your heart begins to cringe. It begins to shrink. Oh, God help us. Because you realize when people use mercy, it assumes that they're broken. It assumes that they're going through pain. It seems like they have given up. And then it's saying, just give me a little hope. Oh, God help us. When you're broken like that, mercy calls out. And it calls you to do. Whoa, I feel this right here. But see, some of y'all ain't got to mercy yet. You still got this pride. And I'm telling you, lose the pride and find mercy. Mercy endure forever. Oh, God help us. When you can say, have mercy on me, God. Well, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy on me. God said, oh, that my baby calling me. It's something about the mercy plea that moved God. I see a lot of y'all wiping your tears from your eyes. You know what I'm talking about. Because we have taken advantage of our God. Because we know that he'll do because we trust him like we do. But he can't trust you the same way. Because you will not ask for mercy. I'm reminded you all, and I'm almost finished. There's a time when people wrestle. When they get into a tight situation, my wife said they tap out. When you tap out, that means to you, to that person who got you under captivity and wrapped up, that they, didn't, they gave up. So they say it's a mercy cry. Don't break me up. Just let me go. You win. I surrender. Back in the day, they used to fight wars and people just come and say, hey, have mercy on us. People wear the flag. That means I'm defeated. Have mercy on me. But you all won't wave the flag. Oh, God, help us. You won't wave the flag of mercy to God because you believe that he must do this because. Like something you did so great in life that God has to change the world for you. But he does, you all. He loves you that much that he'll change heaven and earth for you. And y'all take him for granted. You take full advantage of that. You all, we all can sit by that street. And all of us can be like this blind man. Because Jesus is passing by now. I don't know about y'all, but y'all can take it for granted or take it for what you want. There's no way now of all the times in the, the time I've been here on earth that I believe I need to get more serious about the things of God than now. You all, y'all play with God. Keep up your good work. Because when this next plague hit, there's going to be no escaping. Because God said, I warned you before destruction. And it may not be this plague that you're thinking is coming. It may be that, that drying up of that season that you're having. Oh, everybody's getting finances now. Some of y'all might see what the first sign of homelessness look like. You may sit there and see what it means to be bedridden. You may. I'm just saying. I'm not speaking a curse over your life. I'm just giving you some examples of what could be happening. But y'all celebrate a God that take care of you. And you all that are doing right, keep doing it. And teach others to keep pressing on to build and establish this relationship. Why am I telling you this? Because I told y'all before, this is the greatest evangelist movement ever ever but it's also the most deadliest movement ever as well everybody now can say there's not no one on your block 
that hasn't had the virus or somebody in their family has had it. At this point in the stage, you will sit back and say that there's somebody that you may not know directly, but you know there's somebody that does that has lost somebody due to this virus. And that doesn't move you one bit. It doesn't make you run to Christ and say, God, let me do whatever you tell me to do. It's amazing how, uh, Sister Diane, it's amazing how right now, with all this chaos, we still got Christians that are telling God no. I'm not talking about, forget this, I'm not talking about them farewell saints. I'm talking about y'all seasoned saints. You're still telling God no. But I'm here to tell you, you are held at a higher standard. And I'm telling you, the trumpet of change is blown. The alarm has been sounded. And God is looking for those that are connected to him. And those that are not, get you ready, ready, ready. Because just because you say you say, the Bible says everybody said, Lord, Lord, it's not of me. And they're being revealed now. This is why when this pandemic moves on, church is going to, a lot of church members are going to be relocated to other memberships. A lot of churches are not going to reopen because people are looking for realness and they're looking for people that can get to God and live what they're saying. You all are blessed because I believe in you all. But I believe in you for change. If I had to stand with you, I'm going to tell you the truth, and stand behind with you and say, based off your prayer, your relationship with God, that if I could only get through heaven with you or by you, I'd probably go to hell. <laughs> because y'all play them silly games. Now, that's not all of you. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all play games with God so much, I'm scared to be beside you. They have this, this thing on TV where they talk about, hey, don't tell a lie, because lightning might fall down and strike you. Let me move from you, because we know it's a lie. We don't want the, strike, the lightning to hit us. You ever heard that before? Yes, I know you have. That's how I feel about some of y'all's Christian walk. I'm too scared to be beside you, because any minute I think you're going to hell, because you play with God. And it's not that you don't know better. You do. But you take this thing so lightly. Family, this man, this blind man showed us in a time such as this, it's time to sound the alarm, connect with God. I'm not talking about thinking you got the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about thinking your relationship sound. I'm saying clear the slate and say, God, for today, I don't know. I don't care. I want a new thing to start with me because today is the day that I'm rebirthing in you. Now, some of you all have done that. Good. Keep doing it. But some of you all, no. Some of you, no. I'm telling you. Take advantage of the opportunity while it presents itself. Not many more days.